Imagine. <laughs> Never mind. Keep going. It's fine. It's you know, fine. Beggars can't be choosers and all that. <laughs> well, dude, we're off topic. You're supposed to interrupt me. No, 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 no. It's fine. You just go ahead and finish your story. I just, I'm just sitting here being like, imagine I <laughs> oh, crashed man. like a wedding and, I, and was like, I got a slice of the cake, and I'm just like, oh, is that ew, is like, that marble? Oh, this is a wedding. I thought you guys said something better than that. It's like, motherfucker, oh you is weren't invited. <laughs> what are you complaining for? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Future Ruben is here. Just want to let you know a little warning that my microphone was peaking for the first, maybe third of this recording. We fixed it later on, but once a microphone peaks, there's certain effects and stuff you can do to mitigate it. I turned down the volume and did some stuff to try and fix it to make it a little more listenable. But unfortunately, there will be times where it distorts and it kind of sounds a little weird and wonky. And that's just because there's nothing really more you can do once it's recorded. But just to let you know, warning, we do fix it later on and we'll fix it for any future episodes. Topics No Pizza, where we start with a basic idea for conversation, then derail ourselves with new topics until we are light years away. I am Matt, also known as Ruminous. And I'm just Dion. He's just Dion. Just Dion. Not anything special, just Dion. I was, I was reading a thread about how people just quit, for, for what reason. I'm like, I, you don't need a real good reason to quit a job. If you got the money to do it, or if you know that you're going to be fine until you find a job, then just quit. I, I, mean, I did. That's how I quit teaching, because I had what 40 grand in the bank i was living with my brother so i just had to pay my my dues basically my part of the way and i was like i didn't want to teach anymore so i'm like i'm gonna find a new way now i did have a job lined up that kind of fell through so i mean i didn't just quit but it fell through and i wasn't i wasn't mad about it i was perfectly fine because i didn't want to teach anymore for various reasons i just think like for me i've never had like where's what's up I was gonna say, I might actually get my uh, my resignation letter out. Oh, you wrote a resignation letter. I, for I, I saved it because I I remember sitting at my desk as a teacher, crying, crying while I was writing this. Damn. And, that's, and it and it pissed me off when the principal was so mad. Like, I'll probably tell the whole story in itself, but the principal was so mad at me over like two sentences of this thing because it was kind of directed at her. But I was like the whole and the whole of it was I don't feel like a good teacher anymore i don't feel happy i'm not inspired and that's why i'm leaving it it, it has oh, little man. to do with anything else other than like i'm just i'm just done so uh, let me know when you're ready because I'll, I'll go oh yeah this. sure can you send it to me while you're reading it i want to read it okay or just read one it one second it's but what it's like it's like people you know you've heard that phrase like people don't quit jobs anymore they quit their bosses yeah it's just it's just you can't even really 
refute that. I quit what? I quit working at Chipotle because of the manager was just just pure nepotism all the way down and just pure BS to our district, you know, manager. Just lied all the time and just didn't care. And then I quit, I quit my first job ever. But that was just so I could go to school. But also, I didn't feel bad about it because my boss at the time was just a raging, just asshole narcissist, like, you know, all these awful things. And then like, I didn't quit my third job. That was um at Shop House. Uh, they just closed. They just closed. They didn't lose this anymore. Yeah, well, they, they, they you got laid off there. That wasn't Yeah, that quit. wasn't quitting. So yeah, um, but the two times that I've quit, just straight up quit, and then just like switched to a different thing, was straight up just because of the person who was like in leadership at that place. Just straight up, like I can't exist in the same room as you and be happy. So we're not doing this anymore. And that's how it was every time. All right, go ahead. All right, we're going with this. All right, dear school, I'm not going to mention the name here. <laughs> it is, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to put them on blast like that. I'm not going to dox people. It is with regret to announce my resignation from my position at the school. My last day will be Friday the 25th of September 2020. Although I have enjoyed my short stay here, the pressures of the year have proven too much for me. The threat of COVID, chaotic, try that again, chaotic communication and gaps in knowledge have worn my motivation. Despite my love for education and teaching, my passion is gone and I no longer feel the desire for my job. I have always lived by a code when I decided to become a teacher that anybody who directly influences another education, mental health, or personal well-being has a duty to resign when the fervor to help is no longer driving them. Last year tested the desire, and now it is fully drained. I begrudgingly admit that I am no longer fit to serve these students because of this. I am leaving my position so that another who is completely dedicated to the position may help these students in ways that I am no longer able. The burden of teaching is difficult enough, but I am not mentally prepared to deal with the conflicts and issues of the current age. I am constantly working overtime, yet consistently behind. The e-learners need a dedicated teacher for the program, yet it is compounded onto a teacher who is already overburdened. The kids need a consistent schedule, a consistent routine, but the constant debate of closure against staying open makes it difficult for us to understand what our procedures may be. My two-year-old nephew could be at risk because of a positive case, which is not told to us, despite the fact that we are not bound by HIPAA, by FERPA. That was a direct actual mark against the principal because she kept going about HIPAA. And for those of you who don't know, teachers are not bound by HIPAA. Medical professionals are. We are bound by FERPA, which is a different procedure, although it's pretty much the same thing, but it, I, it was a dig at her. All right. So we are not bound by HIPAA, but FERPA, and disclosing no names gives us the information while properly protecting the individuals who may be compromised. So you don't have to tell us but you need to tell us that something's happening. And that was the issue was that she was the, the administration in particular wasn't telling us that there was a positive case until it was way too late. I mean, like I, I couldn't clean anything. I couldn't take care of anything. I was like, you just need to tell us that it happened, that something's there. Don't give me names. You don't need to tell me that. The lack of communication between departments, grades, and parents has caused an unnecessary amount of strife. And often what communication is given is either late vapid or unexplained trying to gather information from the parents students grades and faculty seems to be a necessary struggle during a time when communication should be extraordinarily swift taking the time to console students inform parents grade make calls attend meetings at 7 p.m cover for teachers revamp e-learning protocol manage children's fears mitigate parents concerns has all proven to be too much for me perhaps i mis misjudge my own skills but this level of work does not suit what I'd like to do, and I believe much of it could be more efficient. However, we at a stage where fixing these issues is more, is more complicated than the energy I'm willing to implement. 
I hope that these problems get mitigated over time and that you all can achieve a greater success than I could have ever hoped for, but I'm too pessimistic, exhausted, and concerned to properly perform my duties. Sint omnia bene vobis, Matt O'Keefe. So may all things be well for you all. I'm assuming you're the so, Latin teacher. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I was a Latin teacher, but I was teaching math at this time uh, and only math. Okay. So I want you, in that whole letter resignation, what is the primary theme? We're going to go English literature here. What is the theme <laughs> of the whole thing? Um, I, you, the writer, yeah. <laughs> were so overwhelmed by the circumstances in which you found yourself that your ability to perform was less than what the students deserved. Therefore, you, they did not, you resigned to prevent them from experiencing what would have been considered a loss in the quality of their education. So you did this for the students. Yes. That's the whole so point. Good. The whole point is yeah. I cannot give the students what they deserve. And it's not fair to them to force what I have to offer upon them, which is less than what they deserve. Clearly yes. the, the whole point. Good. Glad. I'm glad that you, as a sensible adult man, were able to figure that out. Do I get full marks? She was, <laughs> yeah, you, get, you get full marks, A+. Plus. Uh, whatever the, <laughs> I forget, was it, it was the seven out of seven on the stupid English literature rubrics that I hated because it wasn't a hundred percent. You couldn't get a hundred percent. You could get a ninety-seven. That was like the highest you can get, and it pissed me off. Uh, anyway, so I mean, like reading through that, like yeah, there's a there's a few subtle digs. There's clear times where I'm actually I'm hating somebody. Like I'm I'm pointing out like this is ridiculous at points, but a majority of that, and it's true, is me. Like I'm just done. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And by my own moral ethical code. I have to stand by what I believe that I, I am unsuitable to teach them anymore because I just, I am out of care. I'm out of juice and it's not fair to the students. The students need a teacher who cares, who comes in every day and gives a hundred percent. And I'm given like 45% some days I'm given 70, I'm given a hundred, but I mean, it's all over the place. And that's because I'm stressed out. I'm exhausted. I wasn't particularly worried about COVID. I, as a teacher knew, I knew from the beginning, like this is a risk and this is one that I'm willing to take, but a lot of the stuff that's going on is unnecessary. Mm -hmm. The principal, when she called me into her office, first of all, I got fired from the first job. First job I ever got fired from. Wait, you resigned and she fired you? Is that legal? Yep. Um, it's legal, but it's dumb. Because now she, now if I, if I, could, if I was smart enough, I could have got unemployment because she fired me. Well, no, I didn't say you don't. So if you get fired, you qualify for unemployment almost like immediately. Do you not? Yeah. The only issue is I was also working my other job at the time, so I'm not sure if I would have qualified. Mm, mm, okay. And I also did have that other job lined up that fell through, mm, so I'm not sure mm. what exactly would have happened. Okay, got it. But anyway, so when she pulled me into the office, the only thing, the only thing that she focused on was the one sentence, but like the two sentences where I said something, meetings at 7 p.m. and the lack of like communication. Mm -hmm. And her comment to me was basically, you think you can do better? And I was like, you read that. So you're saying you read that whole thing. And you think that you can yell at me and make me feel like crap. Ironic, almost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, it, she, clear, she, she, she kept like digging and asking for a fight. And I wasn't because I'm like, I'm not in the mood. And I can, I've also dealt with people like you. It's not going to get any better. We're not going to come to a reasonable argument. I literally just shut her down and said, what do you want me to do? What do you want? We're both mad at each other. We're both <laughs> done. Literally, what do you... And that was, that's literally what I did. What do you want? And she just looks at me, like, mad. 
because I wasn't playing her game. She's so used to, you know, other teachers and other people, particularly women, and being like able to like commandeer them and overburden them. I'm like, you're not going to threaten me. Dude, I'm from Philly. <laughs> Someone broke into my house the other day and I beat his ass. Like, you're not, you're not going to scare me. What do you think you're going to do? <laughs> like, literally, I, just want, I want this to be over just like you. What do you want me to do? I want you to leave. Fine. Here's my badge. Security card comes up. And she sends it. And that's the other thing is like, I saw the security guard outside. I already knew what was going to happen. I knew what she had in her mind. So it's crazy that she thought it was necessary to bring security after you so eloquently resigned. Like this is so like most people would just leave again. You don't owe them anything. No, I gave her a week's notice. I'm, like, I'm never going back into teaching or at least I don't ever plan to. So I'm like, I could quit in the spot. I don't need your reference. Also, I'm not going to put you on my resume. <laughs> but yeah, so the security guard comes up with me. And I would say that's, that's pretty standard protocol. Uh, now that I work, I work in IT now, that's pretty standard. Yeah. You don't want them stealing things. On the way out, Especially yeah. since I'm dealing, with, I'm dealing with kids. You don't want me to just like punch a kid and be like, fuck this shit, I'm out. And just start slapping bitches left and right. right you don't want right, that shit. Right. Uh, but we're up, in my, we're up in my classroom. I'm gathering stuff. And, I, and I'm heated. Like, I'm mad. I've not only have I never been fired before, just her attitude towards it. I'm like, you, I, that is a page, a page of me telling that I'm so just over it and burnt out. And you have the audacity to pick the one sentence about you. That's, that wasn't even naming you because I don't do that. You're never going to go back to teaching. Are you sure? Um, I don't believe I'm ever going to go back to teaching unless I teach at a college or like a community college or university, mm -hmm. just because I have a lot of problems with, and again, it wasn't just her. And that's the thing is that she, she, she was egotistical. And mm -hmm. when we had meetings and faculty meetings, it was very clear that she was focusing on herself and kind of narcissistic. Oh, man. But it wasn't just her. It's the whole education system of the United States and a lot of problems I have with the public school system of, you know, if a kid gets done early, I'm supposed to slap another worksheet on his desk and, and because you're not allowed to have any downtime. I'm like, so that just... So what you're doing is you're teaching kids to not do good because then they get punished. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what they say. Um, what is it that you win for winning the pie eating contest? You Probably diarrhea. No, it's it's, it's more pie. And the analogy yeah. is, what do you get for working hard? It's more work. Yeah. And I've never I've never followed through. The, and oh, over the course of this podcast, I'll probably go through all the stories of me having fights with administration. But I mean, I had plenty of administrators and also fellow teachers like well that's what i do keeps them busy you know I'm like it also pisses them off it also it also causes problems because now they don't respect you they don't like you and they will mouth off in class whereas my students didn't do that often because they realized i'm not an asshole well i am an asshole but not not in the ways that they don't want me to be an asshole uh, i will say though for my when i was a latin and math teacher down in virginia mm -hmm. that vice principal was the bomb that dude had my back he was awesome anything that i wanted he was there to help me out i mean there's only so much that he could do only so much within his power mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but he was he he was magnificent and man i would i wish i could buy him dinner he was great that i don't know I'll, first of all that was ridiculous um <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know what just so many things happened there's so many emotions to process i told the students i basically told my students my resignation letter i told them i had problems with the school and the administration which is not like, it's not unjustified. I definitely did toe the line at certain points because I'm like, you don't want to badmouth the administration as a teacher. You don't want the students to know everything. But at the same time, I do want them to know because I'm like, I want you to tell your parents so you can fix this. Like this is, 
it's not like this is a shithole. It's just like there's some bad parts here that need to get fixed. And I can't fix it because I'm not listening to me. Oh, yeah. One of the things I do want to talk about, even though we've talked about it before, is the fucking break-in that happened. As I mentioned that earlier. Do you really? <laughs> okay, yeah. sure. Go so, for I bought it. A... <laughs> so I bought a house. Um, and I've been here for about three months. Um, I had a bunch of trees in the front yard. cut those down. Like I've done a lot of work to the house and all that stuff. But I put my car in the driveway. Uh, in the in the garage, so I mean, there's nothing there. Uh, the backyard is a little dilapidated just because I'm doing a lot of work on that. I don't have the money to do all the things I need to, but I kind of just I I I um I prepared it, so I got a lot of um, like a lot of the grass and a lot of the roots and stuff cleared away. Uh, so it looks a little messed up in the backyard. Um, so but when I cut down the trees, cut up the logs, I put on um, Facebook Marketplace saying, "Hey, come get this wood for free, whatever you want," and some people mentioned it. A couple of people came in, talked to wood, all that stuff. And then that morning at like 4.15, I wake up to a loud, like mechanical noise. And to give some very important pivotal information, I had just bought a fridge that has a loud ass ice maker. So I walk over like completely, I'm in my, I'm in shorts. I don't have a shirt on. I have no socks on. I am ill prepared for the counter that's about to happen. Spoiler alert, but you've already, I've already mentioned that what's happening. So I go to the, my fridge because I think that's what's making the noise because it's a mechanical noise. It's not like someone's breaking a window, someone's breaking down the door. It's like a whirring kind of noise. So I go to my fridge and I'm like, no, there's no water on the floor. I'm looking to see if anything's broken. But then I turn my head and then there's this dude like four feet from me. And I kind of, I'm waiting for like 30 seconds because I, I had literally just woken up and I'm like, no. That's not an hallucination. <laughs> he's there. That's a, that's a real dude. He exists. This dude, because he's, he's, he did not expect anybody to be in the house. Like I mentioned, the house kind of looks, it looks like no one's there because there's no lights on, nothing's there. There's no car in the driveway. The backyard's a little bit of a mess, which is how he got in the house. And he's like, what, what, what are you doing in my house? Motherfucker, I live here. What are you doing here? What, what are you doing in my house? I don't know. Does that work on people? It doesn't work on me. <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm gonna need you to leave. And so he's just standing there and I'm like, okay. So I turn around to go get my gun and he grabs me by the neck and he's strangling me from behind. And he's, after like 10 seconds, like, it, and I'm like, he's just, he's kind of just grabbing me for the first 10 seconds. And I'm like, this is annoying. Um, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of like hitting him from the side. And then he starts applying pressure to the point where I actually can't breathe. I can't inhale. And so this is going to get a little graphic, by the way. So you might want to skip the next... 15 20 seconds uh so at the point i can't start to breathe i'm like okay we're doing this i'm from philly i've been in the situation before so i grab grab his head with both of my hands and start plunging my thumbs into his eyes at which point he starts screaming and then quickly lets me go because there's a certain point where he realized i will blind you i will kill you because you will kill me i've i've grown up in this situation i've done this before so he lets me go and we're like, he grab, tries to grab my hand. I grab his and we're kind of at a standstill in a draw. And we're in the kitchen and all this stuff. And then eventually I push him away. And we're again, we're like four feet from each other. So I can't run. I can't get my weapon. I can't get my gun. I also can't grab any of the knives from the knife block because he's four feet from me. And I'm like, he's just going to catch up to me again. And I don't trust that I can get the knife and then use it on him before he would be able to do the same to me. Or, you know, the old saying is, the winner of a knife fight dies in the ambulance. The loser dies on the street. So that kind of thing. 
this dude starts weeping in my goddamn kitchen. I'm just, you know, I'm just tired. I'm hungry. It's cold outside. You drilled my door. Dude, you came in here with a purpose. <laughs> and you're just like, I'm just, I'm just hungry, man. I'm like, you want some food? Whatever the fuck, get, get out of my house. So I give him, I give him some like chicken nuggets that I have for my nephews. That kind of pissed me off. I give him a beer that I, I, I don't drink beer. So I had beer in the fridge for a party that I had. Give him a beer. He drinks it and goes, ew, I don't like this. And then pours it out. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. No, I give no, you no. a free drink after you broke into my house when I should be beating your ass. So, like, and I mean, like, this, I, and the thing is, I can tell this dude, he was not ready for a fight. He legitimately did not think that anybody's in the house. And he's nervous as shit because, I mean, his eyes are red. I mean, he's not blind, but I mean, I did some damage. I, I can, like, I hit him in the shoulder, like, the, the side a couple times. Like, he's hurt. And I'm doing just fine. Like, I'm, I'm, like, my neck is a little sore, but I'm doing fine. And I'm ready to beat some ass. Like, if he moves again, all bets are off. I'm not stopping until you're done. But fortunately, none of that happened. I give him some food. I give him the beer that he doesn't like, pours it out of the drain. And I'm like, dude, you just put saliva on that can and left it there. I'm fine with that, because now I have DNA on it. Dumbass. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> And then I give him a, one of my diet sodas that I use for mixing my drinks. And he takes that. And I'm like, all right, now you need to, get, now you need to go. He's like, you're going to call the police? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to call the police. You broke into my house. You broke my door. You drilled my door lock to get it open. So now I got to buy that. I was like, and then you started to strangle me. Yeah, I'm going to call the police. I'm giving you the graces that you basically got a 50-second head start. Let's go. He's like, no, man. Uh, you got to give me your phone. I'm going to tie you up over my dead body, literally like 10 seconds of silence, because again, he's now looking at me in my face. And for those of you that have never seen me, I have um, resting murder face, to put it simply. It's not resting asshole face, it's restful murder face. And with my voice, especially when I'm angry, it does not yeah, It's not approachable, it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very off-putting. <laughs> yeah, so this dude, he, he literally says like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need your phone and um, I'm gonna need to tie you up over my dead body. Stares at me for 10 seconds. I'm like, I'm gonna need you to leave. Because I, 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 I need your phone. You ain't getting my fucking phone. You leave. Now. And so he stares and kind of just figures out his thing. And I'm like, I'm, I'm literally gonna have to kill a man that I literally just gave milk and cookies to, as you so put it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's what, it's, him, that's what yeah. it sounds like. So this guy, right, so this is what I understand so far. So you wake up and be like, man, my mouse machine, my ice machine's broken. Let me go clean it up. Get up. Walk to the kitchen. That's weird. My ice machine's fine. What's that no... Oh, hey. Oh, uh... Hey, what are you doing here? Bitch, I live here. You need to leave. <laughs> or I'm gonna go get my... And so you... So that you that you fight to a standoff. Which... At, at which point... Man starts crying. Like, I'm just so cold and hungry. I strangled you. I'm sorry. So you gave your intruder your assault and wait, yeah. what, what is this? What, so, so what do we have so far? We have, we have, we have breaking and entering. We have assault we have and battery. Yeah. <laughs> we have um, what do they call it when? No, no, yeah, assault and battery. And then yeah, and and so you gave this man milk and cookies so that he might leave your humble abode without having to, without us getting to another fight. And, yeah. and then and then I just learned that he complained about the milk, the beer. Yeah, complained about the beer. <laughs> That's and amazing. then he wants more. He wants, and then he wants my phone. No, 
Oh god. He was there for food and water and kind of just he was there because he's homeless or whatever. Because he came in with a very small backpack and that's all he had. He probably assumed he that you were like selling the house, moving out. And yeah. so you were just like getting stuff off the property so that you could put it up for sale or something. I like, go, oh, he must not stay here. He's just getting rid of stuff. Which is yeah, funny because so, that's yeah. also what a move in looks like when you're new to the property and you're just trying to clean stuff up. It looks a lot like yeah. you're trying to sell it. He's not there with anybody as far as I can tell. He leaves outside my back trail. And then I immediately called the police. So actually, no, a, a little bit before he said, oh, can you give me like 10 minutes before you call the police? Sure, man. And so he picked that's that's when he started to leave is when I gave him that. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm calling them immediately. <laughs> immediately. Wait, wait, are you stupid? Yeah. Plots was yeah. the guy that was his partner never left. I saw um I saw on Reddit a few months ago, I think. Um it was like a it was like it was like a gif. Um no, it was it was like a it was a, it was it was like security footage. Um and this guy was like thought he was going crazy cuz he's like he kept missing things like you know, food would go missing, like drinks would go missing, and he's like I don't understand what's happening. I don't you know, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. I'm not like I don't have like a sleep disorder, I don't have memory issues. So he installed a camera to figure out what the hell was going on. Because he's like, well, it must be raccoons or something. But how are they getting into, like, you know, the cabinets and things? He found out that someone, a homeless person, um, and this is Japan, um, had somehow effectively moved in to his home in, like, the, like, I don't know how they build their houses in Japan. I, I don't know how this worked. But in the video, you see that she, when he's not there crawls out of a cabinet like a kitchen cabinet yeah. Th oh, th yeah, that's attached to like the, the ceiling somehow so she's moved in him unawares and just sort of like takes things like, she like opens the refrigerator all casual like hmm, what's for mm. dinner today and then hides again and she had been doing that for what was reported as months third like a third like, like two-thirds of a year or something before he figured it out. And I'm just like, how do you not know there's a whole ass person in your home? Like, she must have been like I, I, deathly I silent. Don't. Or the. Well, not. A, I, I, that's, that's what I don't understand is that not only deathly silent, but how do you not know that something is amiss? Oh, it's raccoons, buddy. They're opening cans. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like, like, things are just going missing wholesale from like the fridge and the cabinet. And you're just like, I must have some sort of. And I'm just like, so like he clearly suspected something was foul play because if you think of raccoons, you hire, uh, 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 a, you know, pest control. Um, you don't install a camera. Yeah. So he was like, "Am I being broken into repeatedly? Like, what's going on?" And I just, I wouldn't get another good night's sleep for like two weeks. Well, like, how do you, how do you confront that person? Come out now! <laughs> like, what do you? They're clearly in this for the long con. <laughs> yeah. So you call the cops. You get that person removed. But, like, they got in without you knowing and stayed for months. Like, what do you... And stayed for a while. And you don't know how they got in. So, unless you're, like, re Like, unless you're renovating your house all of a sudden, that's just... You're just at risk for that again. I would not sleep well for weeks after that. Well, and that's, that's one of the things I want to talk about is... Like, I'm from Philly. I've been to physical altercations before. I was joking with the police. Like, literally, it was 5, 10... They came in pretty quickly. So, they were probably there 7 minutes after I called... And I'm joking with them, having a good time. They're like, you're oddly composed. And I'm like, I've been through shit like this before. I haven't had a break-in before, but I've been in fights. I've been in altercations. Like, I'm not, like, the adrenaline's pumping, but I, I know how to handle it. Um, in a cool sense of irony, by the way, 
Mm-hmm. So right after this dude leaves my trail, mm-hmm. like I lock my doors again just to give like if he comes back, I have time for him. To, he has to break in again. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm walking to my house. I go get my phone. I'm on I'm on the phone with the police. I call them. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I'm done, I hear. And I immediately, and I mean, <laughs> probably the fastest I've ever been in my life, grabbed my gun, cocked it, and stormed my way into the kitchen, ready to give, to deliver this man's pizza to him. I was ready to just get it and go. It was my ice machine. It was the actual ice machine this time. <laughs> yeah, and a cruel sense of irony, my ice machine was like, hey man, you know what's some great? PSTD. <laughs> Oh, that's so, yeah, but, that's okay. Yeah, that's not but, funny, but that's so funny. It's it, oh, it's it's fucking hysterical. It was not funny at the time, <laughs> but it was hysterical. Go to O'Keefe's old place. He he might kill you, yeah. but you might let you stay the night too. You know, you just gotta you just gotta roll the dice. <laughs> well, you know what we know what's sad is that I do do that. So I work for um, a vendor company for uh, grocery stores. So when you go to a grocery store and you go, "Hey, where's this thing located?" and they go, "I don't work for the store." What the fuck do I know? And, and you look at them like they're an asshole. They legitimately don't work for the store. I work for Nabisco. I work for the people that make Oreos and Triscuits. I only know Oreos and Triscuits. <laughs> I, this is, there have literally been times where like old grandmas would be like, how do you not know where this is? I'm like, I, this is literally my first time in this store. Yeah. You have been here more times than I have. I don't know where anything is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like I have a lot of like Oreo products. I have a lot of Nabisco things just because, you know, I have them. Um, and I'll have I'll keep them in the trunk of my car because I honestly don't eat them that often. I'm not a really big fan of like those kind of sweets. I don't really like Oreos that much. But I keep them in my car for like emergency snacks or if like I'm going to my party or if I'm going to my brother's house to give my nephew. And I've had people outside like Walmart like, hey man, can you help me out? I'm homeless. And I'm like, I can give you food. And it pisses me off <laughs> so much when the just like that dude with the beer goes, oh no, man, I'm good. Yeah. Really? I would say... Even I, who have a house that has, you know, a stable, steady, stable job that even though I don't like it, steady, stable job, I have income. Someone offered me free food. I'm taking it. I mean, yeah, I mean, if some random dude offered me food, I probably wouldn't take it because I don't trust you. But I mean, if if I said, hey, man, you free samples and they gave me a free sample, I'm like, I'll take it. I'm not going to deny it. I know people that have a Costco membership basically for their like one thing that they can only get at Costco (laughs) and the rest of it. Yeah. It's for the free samples that they do once a, once a week. Like, actually. Yeah. I mean, my Costco membership is primarily for spaghetti, rice, and beans. Because, man, I can get those in bulk. Yeah. I just, I'm a single dude, man. I can't just, <laughs> I can't eat a pack of apples. A 15 pack of apples within a week. I just can't do it. Oh, yeah, no, I've tried. <laughs> it's not feasible. No. I've bought It's not feasible. I've, it's I've not gotten, enjoyable either. I've gotten two oranges for, for like, at a time. And still mm-hmm. let one go bad. Like, it's just not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Like, it's so hard to eat fruit. I don't know why it's so hard to eat fruit. I like fruit. I love citrus fruit. Some of my usernames and emails have citrus-related themes in them. And I still just find it so hard to eat some fruit for, like, more... I used to love bananas more than anything else, like, as a kid. And oh, then, yeah. like, now as an adult, if I, I... I can't eat too many bananas at once. And once is in a day. I can't eat more mm-hmm. than two bananas in a day. And and it, And also, it's like... It's almost like a week, like... I can't continue having, I can't, one banana a day is a lot. They start, like, getting hard to chew for some reason, you know what I mean? No. Like, it's just like, it's like, oh, I don't. Bananas are characteristically very soft. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> ironically, they start becoming, like, what very, bananas like. bananas are you eating? Well, no, I mean, like, like just mentally, like, like just, like, uh, hard, mentally, it's hard, it's a hard to, to get through. through. Yeah. You yeah. know how, like, when you just don't want to eat something or you don't want to take, like, another shot, your body will stop your throat? 
Yeah. Like when you've had too much. That's, 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 yeah, it doesn't just do that with goes. alcohol. It does that yeah. with everything that it does not want. It'll be like, we're not solving that unless you choke it no, down. No, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the bouncer has said, no, we're bringing this back up. <laughs> we're throwing this out. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. When I, when I buy fruit, I do buy fruit from Costco, Costco but now I freeze it just because mm. I'll make smoothies with it or something. Oh. It, it makes it last long. And yeah, I have it. yeah. I mean, I can't really use it for cereal or like whatever, but if I make oatmeal, I mean, the, the water's hot and that'll help melt it down. Uh, it's just a way of getting fruit, which is you should be eating fruit because eating pasta, rice, and beans, although nutritious and delicious, is not all the nutrition you need and also a lot of carbs. A lot of carbs, yeah. I have one embarrassing example of when I, my body went full adrenaline. Now, luckily, I was safely at home where nothing was happening and nothing was going on. Unfortunately, you saw it at the newspaper. I heard as if anybody ever reads a newspaper anymore and you saw free ice cream and you just couldn't <laughs> help yourself and just burst down the door. But it turns out it was for tomorrow. I wish it was that simple. I was just like, I was just on the couch, like taking a nap, like after work, whatever. Um, and I heard something like outside and I thought it was someone breaking in. So I don't even I remember know. waking up. <laughs> I was just standing up, ready to charge at the door. And I just, like, it literally feels like like your blood has just been seared. Just yeah. And then I immediately came down off of that because the door didn't open. I went to the window. No one was there. I opened the door, looked outside, and was fine, right? I was like, okay, no one's here. No one's working. And I just misheard it. That was the worst feeling in the world. Not because I misheard and because I went full, like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fight somebody right now. Just get out of my house, right? But, like, yeah. the come down, because it was so swift, like, I didn't get a chance to use any of that energy. It just sat there. It was like I, my blood went from pure fire to just pure ash and slut. I, mm. it, despite having woken up from a nap, was just completely exhausted. But also couldn't go back to sleep because I was just like, my heart was still beating, mm -hmm. even yeah. though like the adrenaline wore off. And I was just like, well, this is the, I, was, I think I was shaking afterwards. So that was just an example of like just going full adrenaline for no reason, right? Um, I mean, yeah. my brain thought it was a reason, but like, imagine actually having a reason and then having to expend real energy. So having done nothing, I was completely exhausted. Imagine having to do like any sort of altercation after that. Like, you you need to go like <laughs> have like a, yeah. a nice tea or something. Like, uh, mm, a nice tea. Like you just need, you you can't even take a nap after you've done like anything like extraordinary, exhilarating, because your body's just like, nope. We might have to run again. Keep the heart bumping. Keep 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 it going. We'll, we'll see. I would just I just love that you have this. You know, you have all this adrenaline. You go to a tea shop. It's like. Hey, what would you recommend if you just got like you just finished robbing a bank and you just got away from the police? Like that kind of adrenaline. What, what what tea? What tea pairs well with that? You know they've got a I suggestion. Do, I suggest a nice jasmine tea. They are with a little bit of honey. They always have a suggestion. I've been to like Tivana and a couple of two places. They always they always have a suggestion. You can make up some random bullshit. Like, hey, I just got done filming a movie and was really satisfied with my performance. I just want a little pick. What do you got? And they'd be like, Oh, I've had I've had this before. Let me wait, show wait, you. Wait, like they always wait, have a sales pitch for you. Filming? Where did you film it? Because it depends. If you're filming in the Netherlands, you don't want any black tea. But but if you filmed in Finland, you do want some Earl Grey. I'm like, how, why is it so specific? <laughs> what happened? I recently had some Earl Grey tea. Like we brought, we have a lot of tea. We have a whole tea bin. Um, Earl Grey is not good. And I always <laughs> always grow grew up believing that it would be really good because one of my favorite characters from Star Trek, Captain Jean Luc Picard, loves Earl Grey tea. It's really not great. Maybe I need to add it something different to it, but it's a very boring, bland tea, which yeah. makes sense when you live on a spaceship and every episode something crazy traumatic happens that he just wanted something calm in his life. But like that is not what I thought it was. Because like, every other episode, you can see him going to his room where they can produce anything they want, and he's just like, 
T or Grey. Hot. And he just gets it. And Shagun then he, he, he just loves that. And then it's just not it's just not good. It's just not good. It's just like really boring it's, basic it's, tea. It's not. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't like it either. I like I like most teas. Uh chai is definitely probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Spice tea is really good. It's really yeah. good. You can make it so many different ways. I mostly just drink black tea with milk right now until I found something else. We have a lot of citrus teas, like a like four different kinds of citrus teas. Um very sweet, but like they don't fit like every sort of like I don't always want to just wake up and have like a ton of citrus, you know? Just blast that shit in my mouth, son. Yeah. Just like five gum. <laughs> I used to love those commercials. What it feels to chew five oh, gum. The, oh, I love them because they, they didn't take themselves seriously. It was just absolutely he would walk into like a jet engine, like this is what it feels to choose five uh five gum a cinnamon. And I'm like, actually I that doesn't sound appealing. But I know that's bananas. One of them was like rainstorm, and he walks into like a pit of um, neck deep metal ball that they then have on some sort of giant speaker that they then just vibrate, and he rises to the top because obviously he does. Um, and I'm just like, that does look like it feels amazing. Like imagine being on on top of a giant speaker going, and you're in a pit of just metal balls just vibrating. That sounds therapeutic AF. <laughs> <laughs> I tried that flavor of gum. It was. It made me. Like, all gum gives me a stomachache. By the way, so it wasn't that same experience. It's not good. I felt a buzzing, you, and it was not you? in my. <laughs> it was not in the right place in my body. It was. It was awful. Are you eating the gum? What is? No, I don't. I, I don't know what it I've is. I've never heard um, of this, this is true, though. Uh, it's not all gums, and it depends on how long I'm chewing them. But like, if I chew most normal gums for like. The, I'm assuming the normal amount of time I get a stomachache shortly afterwards um, like hmm. like if I'm having a piece of gum and before it's like lost all its flavor like so I gotta know like what 20, 30, 30 minutes I have a stomachache and it's and it's like if I haven't eaten anything else it, I especially get it but like I've, it's happened enough times that I'm like the only thing that's different than what I was doing 20 minutes ago and now is I started chewing gum and I realized that it was uh, it was the gum um, I've Never heard that. I mean, I might be like allergic to one of the ingredients or something. It's pretty common for people to be have ever allergies to gum. I don't know what though. I've never actually like pursued it. I just stopped chewing gum. Well, uh, Sunny D does that to me. Really, really. I, yeah. Yep. Just Sunny D. Like I remember <laughs> that is a staple uh, to, of my childhood. <laughs> when we uh, when we were younger, we used to do something called Father and Son, where we we would go to the uh, like they rented a cabin. We'd go out there and do you know manly things like fish and hunt. And I would sit in the cabin for two days playing cards because I didn't like to do any of that shit because I, <laughs> I am not a man. <laughs> I am not a manly man. I am. I like, I don't give a shit about sports. I don't care about fishing or hunting. Like I'll play sports. I don't watch them. Uh, when people try to get in like competitions, like if I play sports, people are like, I'm going to rip your ass apart, dude. And I'm like, yeah, probably. I'm just here to have fun. Leave me alone. <laughs> I beat your ass. You certainly did. Congratulations. Oh, did you want to fight? I'm not going to do that. I don't care. Yeah, so I'm not very masculine in that aspect. So when we go there, I'm like, I have nothing to do for three days. Cool. Great. Wonderful. Um, but we used to go father and son, and what the fuck are we talking about? I already lost track of it. <laughs> um, Sunny D gives you stomach aches? Sunny D, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there was one time on the weekend that they brought, someone brought Sunny D, and they brought, you know, the Costco-sized Sam's Club of, like, they would give you like a three gallon jug and that it comes in like a six pack where you'd be like, Hey man, I'm just looking for Sunny D and like, 
There you go. There's a 20 gallon drum. I don't think you well, have an allergy to Sunny D. I think you were just a child and drank three gallons of Sunny D. And no, upset. so this 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 is the this is the important part. I drank half a cup of Sunny D, half a cup. And we're that knocked was out. It. And and later on, my stomach was doing the rumbles, and there was there was some situations going on, and I said, "Wow, that was weird." But then again, when we had father and son, we would eat like again, we'd be very manly things, so we'd eat a lot of red meats. We'd eat a lot of shitty foods, a lot of like super uh, sugary cereal. And so I was like, that, it probably wasn't got a good combination of eat, of drinking Sunny D, which is not orange juice. It's <laughs> orange drink. It's orange drink. Yeah, for sure. It's orange drink. <laughs> yeah. And then having all these bad foods. And then, but the problem is, this is three days. On Sunday, I had nothing. Like I didn't eat anything. I ate literally vegetables. And then I had Sunny D again because I had a feeling and then again, I drank like a cup of Sunny D. I wasn't too much, but man, my stomach was not having it. And and it was like, probably within an hour, my my body was like, you need to get this out immediately. Whatever you put into us was poison. Stop. <laughs> so that is how I know that Sunny D and I don't get along. And I, that's um, so funny. It's not, that's okay. I'm fine with it. I'll take that. I'll take you that know what? Drink. I don't think you're missing much, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't had Sunny D in like well over 10 or 15 years. I remember it. It is a thick, viscous liquid. Um, that it doesn't taste. Orange, it doesn't even taste like orange. It, yeah, it's an orange colored, not orange flavor. It's an orange colored, viscous, sugary drink. Um, I don't know why adults bought that stuff in for children, because um, it's the kind of thing that you mix with like vodka or something. Like it, it feels. It was strong enough to to mask liquor, almost certainly. Like it doesn't seem like it was like the kind of thing you want to give children because it's just pure sugar. And over flavoring. Like, I don't like the taste of alcohol. I don't know which one's worse though. Straight vodka or sunny D and vodka. That like sounds, a, that like sounds a, like a sunny D bad. screwdriver? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but listen, you're not tasting the that vodka for sure. But I yeah, I just can't I can't imagine like what Sunny D was intended for. Like I wanna I wanna I wanna I wanna look it up, but I don't know if I'm gonna find it. Like um the nutrition page for Sunny D. Sunny, it it just says no nutrition label. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Here's one. Let's see what it says. It says, "Oh, I don't believe this. This must be for like a small container." It says ten grams of sugar per serving. Serving size six fluid ounces. So it says here for for a glass, it is twenty seven grams per sugar. Which I think is like half of what you need for the day. <laughs> An ounce of Sunny D probably has most of what you need for a day in terms of sugar. You know, you just wake up, take a shot of Sunny D, and you're good to go. You got, you got your nutritional needs. You probably get more energy out of Sunny D um, than you do most energy drinks. Oh my god, I, I, I don't drink energy drinks. Never, never really been a fan. I've, I've had one. My first energy drink. <laughs> uh, I was my first job. I worked at a call center, um, and the awful boss that I mentioned earlier was just like, you guys don't have enough energy. You got to be energetic on the phones. You got to get those people to give us their information so we can scam them, blah, 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 right? So yeah. we were like, whatever. So he's like, I brought everyone energy drinks. You have to drink it. And I was like 17. I was like, I guess this I is no fine. Bitch. I'm 17. I'm immortal. No, I was just like, I guess. So I drank it. It was <laughs> Red Bull. And I, I mean, I had heart palpitations for the first time, and I was freaking out like i mean I, I finished my day but i was just like that can't be normal like it, it gave me such bad anxiety and bad like just like I, I i yeah i was i was nauseous a little bit um after that or a lot of bit it's that meme where you seem like it's like 
me tired after a work shift, me after having an energy drink, and it's a skeleton in the first image, and then a vibrating skeleton in the second image. That was me that day. I was just like, ah, I mean, it can't hurt. I'm already at the end of my rope. So last day before I get a day off, like I'm, it'll be fine. And yeah, it was fine, but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't fine. Yeah, speaking of something like that, I don't think I've ever told you this, but I had a um, probably the first time I could ever remember in my life, I had a um, a night terror. Oh. Um. When when we lived together. So like when you're awake and you have those like waking oh yeah no, you never weird that. beast things that's crazy yeah that feels so, bad yeah yeah I, like it, it was terrifying because I mean I never have those I rarely ever have nightmares I don't like I I have dreams but they're not like the my dreams are usually very boring it's always like me sitting at a desk like stapling papers <laughs> but the the staple is like a flamingo you and just I'm, like work what? in your dreams yeah yeah like every once in a while the dream would be like something weird like I'm I'm playing soccer with four legs and I'm like. It's always something that's really out of the ordinary. But I don't really have nightmares that often. But I remember there's a few instances, but the first time that I can ever recall it happening is when we lived together. And I mean, it's probably like 9 p.m. And you were up. And I'm like, it's not too late. But I fell asleep because I was exhausted. Oh. And, and then I, 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 my body did the thing where it's like my eyes are open and I'm awake and I can kind of tell that I'm awake. Mm-hmm. But I'm par- sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. That's what it's called. Has not let go yet. Yeah, yeah. But but your body when you go to sleep. For those of you who don't know, it actually it gives you a chemical to paralyze you. And people that sleepwalk don't actually have that. That's why they sleepwalk. So the para- the the paralysis chemical is to stop you from doing what you're doing in your dreams. So that's why when you punch something, it it seems like you're punching a pillow. It's because your body's not actually doing it. It's not having the proper rece- receptors. Anyway, so I'm a, like I'm sitting there. I'm staring at the wall because I'm literally I'm on my bed staring at the wall. And I can feel that I'm awake. But then I have this like overwhelming dread. Yeah. That something is behind me. Like it's like it feels like it's a ghost or some sort of demon yeah. that is slowly approaching me. And I can feel it. Like it's not breathing on me, but it's one of those things where like someone's over your shoulder and you can feel it. And it's growing more and more tense. And it's just it's it's just overwhelming at this point. And, and I'm and I'm breathing heavily because I can't move. Like I'm I'm trying to get out of this. I'm trying to do something. And now, now I'm literally freaking out because I'm paralyzed and I don't know what's happening. And eventually my, like, I feel like my back has a weird tingling motion mm. as if what I consider to be possessed. It feels like something entered into my body, like a ghost came into my body. Mm. And as soon as that tingling feeling happened, I regain control of my body and I immediately roll over my bed and start to punch the air to fight whatever's there. And I'm like, there's nothing here. And again, this is like summer and 9, 9, 9 p.m. So I'm like, there's still a little light out. It's not completely dark. Yeah. And I can see clearly there's nothing there. That's crazy. And yeah, and I, I kind of freak out. But then I'm like, I've heard of this. Yeah. This was uncomfortable, but also not real. So I'm going to back to bed. You're lucky <laughs> you won't remember most days. But it's in my experience, it's the kind of thing you never forget. I remember my first night terror. I was in the... Fourth grade, no. The, I went. No, my second night terror, though, was one that I'll never, never forget. Um, the first one, I was in the fourth grade, and I woke up. I was on the couch for some reason, and I was just like, I woke up, and a floating figure had. I was looking up at the corner of the house, um, my grandma's house, and he had ripped the corner out so that I could see him and so that he could monologue at me like a villain does. And he like walked me through all the awful things he was going to do to my family if I didn't get up. Like, he had, like, put my aunts in a cage, and, like, water was rising around them, and they were going to slowly drown. He had, like, you know, kidnapped my family, and it was just, just talking, talking, talking at me, like, if you don't do something, 
they're not going to make it. And I just, I remember waking up and going to my grandmother's room and just checking to see if she was, if she was okay. And she was like, yeah, I'm fine. It's like 3 a.m. What are you doing up? And I was just like, mm-hmm. I couldn't even explain what had just happened. Because as far as yeah. I could tell, being nine, um, that just happened. And I was just like, because yeah. at the end of it, he kind of just put everything back. And like the, 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 mm-hmm. the hole that he ripped off, he put it back. And I was just like, because you're awake. So when you get up, you didn't wake up again. You just stood up. And you're just like, I don't know what the f- just happened. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We started with taking days off of retail, and then we ended up with night terrors and children's imagination. And we, just like you guys, have no idea how we got there either. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope to see you next Thursday. If you want to support us, we have a Patreon page. I, Ruminous, will stream on Twitch every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I upload to YouTube, and I've also published two books that you can buy and to support us that way. All of this has been linked in our About page if you want to go take a look at it. My physical state is very juxtaposed. Juxtapose- oh my god, I can't say this word. Juxtaposed. What is it? Juxtaposed. It's just juxtaposed. Juxtaposed. There we go. Yeah, I um, it felt like a third person experience where I was just going, watching my body deal with this rather than actually being there, like in person. It was weird. Okay, wait. So what were you saying? Fuck man, I don't remember <laughs> shit. <laughs> Never remember. Uh. Uh, all I remember, we were talking about sleep schedules. We were talking about, uh, I don't remember. Oh, so many things. Retail, retail, taking days off. That's right.